We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Six Man Show on Orlando Magic Podcast with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic Basketball. Five fans, four fans. Go Magic! What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. Today is October 17th, 2022. Jonathan Osborne here. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Luke Sylvia. Luke, what's up, bro? What's going on? I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. We went four and one in the preseason, ripped off four straight, and we got some big news today on the injury front in terms of returning for opening night. So I'm excited. We have a huge week ahead. Magic basketball is officially back. It's been back, but it's officially back. Everything counts now. I'm excited. If you missed it today, Kobe Price and Philip Rossman Reich of OrlandoMagic.com, OrlandoMagicDaily.com, excuse me. I don't want to disrespect Dan Savage and Josh Cohen by saying OrlandoMagic.com. Kobe Price and Philip Rossman Reich of OrlandoMagicDaily.com both reported um, that Jalen Suggs is set to be available for the regular season opener for the Orlando Magic um, against the Detroit Pistons. And for him suffering this hyperextension about a week and a half ago, this bone bruise, knee capsule sprain, we were like, oh, he's going to be out four to six weeks, like at least. And then the memes start like, oh, we're not going to see Jalen Green until 20. Jalen Green, man, wow. we are off to a fiery start on this episode. My goodness. Jalen Suggs. I'm sorry, folks. I'm very excited today. Magic season is back. My Giants are five and one. Life is good right now. So my brain is just going a million miles an hour. Let me try to slow it down just a little bit here. Jalen Suggs with the the bone bruise, the knee capsule uh, sprain. He's going to be back for the regular season opener. Super excited on that front. A lot of great news. Orlando Magic basketball. We've been saying it's back, you know, since like training camp, the preseason for the diehards. It's been back. Now, some of the more casual folks are going to come in. And we welcome that. Welcome back. Welcome to the 2022-2023 uh, regular season for the Orlando Magic. We are super excited about this. And we hope that the Six Man Show will be your Orlando Magic podcast home for the whole season. We're going to keep it rocking. We didn't take any time off, folks. We've been doing this since mm-hmm. April when the season ended. We've been doing this twice a week. So we're super, super, super excited about this. 
Um, but yeah, four and one on the on the preseason, Luke. It was a lot of fun. We ended the preseason on Friday night with the victory over the Cleveland Cavaliers, which we will recap all of preseason. We're going to talk more about the Memphis Grizzlies game from last week. We're going to talk more about the Cleveland Cavaliers game from last week. Um, but just wanted to cover it. You know, we've been talking about the fact that we were setting up this preseason night for the preseason finale against the Cavs. We've been talking about it for like over a month, and we just had a great turnout. I, I talked to John McCall, who is our, you know, basically ticket rep with the Orlando Magic. He's a good friend of the show. We work with him all the time, helping people get tickets, and he helped us set up this entire event. I talked to him um, earlier uh, in the day on Friday. He's like, man, I'm stoked. You guys have like 39 people that bought tickets. And I was like, what? Mm. I thought we had like 18 people coming from what I could see on like our side of things with this whole event, which just in case anyone was wondering, we didn't make any money from this. Like We were selling these tickets at cost. We just wanted people to show up like this wasn't a thing for us to try to make money. It was just a thing for us to really try to get people at Amway and get the crowd rocking for the regular season. But we ended up selling 43 tickets in total um, before the game had started. So it was super, super fun. Really appreciate everyone that came out. It was a great atmosphere. I mean, I've been probably at, I don't know, 30 games at Amway, like over the course of the last four or five years, I think just living, you know, a few hours away like I do. And that was probably, I don't know, top three, top four crowds that I have ever personally been a part of That's crazy. at Amway. And for that to be a preseason game, and especially in the second half, you know, we had a lineup of RJ Hampton, Kavon Harris, Devin Kennedy, Mo Bamba, Caleb Houston was out there, and it was just all bench guys for the Cavs, right? No Donovan Mitchell the entire night. No Darius Garland, no Jared Allen. Those guys didn't even make the trip to Orlando. So for they're not literally being any stakes in that game, Luke. And I don't know if you guys could tell this on TV. I think you could. My wife texted me that it sounded pretty loud. But it was just an incredible atmosphere for a preseason game and just gets me even more excited for the regular season. Yeah. I mean, you could, like, did they, to the end, were fans, like, pretty much, those, the arena still pretty full near to, to the end of the game, too? It was completely full, I would say, until RJ got that like second block in the corner mm -hmm. that really seemed to seal the game. And then you started to see some Cavs fans right. kind of like, all right, this game's over and, and start to walk out. Um, but for the most part, yeah, everybody stayed tried and it true felt, to the very end. It felt that way. You were saying like Carmen was saying that it, you know, if it was loud through the, even the TV, it was the same for me. Like when I was watching, I was like, man, there are still people in the arena like not only are there people still there but like they they just the fact that that many people were there and i think that there's definitely a parallel between how full that it felt and then also just like how many people were purchasing tickets through our link for the preseason they just the fact that it was preseason some people might hear and be like man 39 people is not that many people or whatever it ended up being we said like 43 or something before tip but at the same time it's like it was it was preseason not many like not too many NBA teams do numbers for a preseason game, but the excitement is just through the roof. 39 people to do it, like just by organically listening to the show and seeing it on our social media, like that is truly insane. So it doesn't surprise me that, you know, the arena felt full and was loud till the very end of the game just because of that. Like, I definitely think there's, there's like just that's for sure synonymous. So that's crazy. Um, it's awesome. October 22nd against Boston is going to be nuts. I think it is going to be an energy we haven't felt in that building since the playoffs against Toronto. 
Well, I think there's going to be like two factors to that. Like anytime one of these LA, New York, Boston teams comes into Amway, we're always going to see a lot of like visiting fans. But I, I think we're we're gonna like Magic fans are gonna fare a little bit better this time around, just because like there is a renewed energy just around the city, around the fan base. People want to see Paolo Bancaro, like people are gonna come out. People want to see Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter, and Cole Anthony, and all these other guys. So I do think we're gonna fare a little bit better. You, myself, and Kevin, we were talking today about Kevin and I were at the home opener last year against the Knicks, and we were sitting pretty close to like the Knicks bench which was a massive, massive mistake looking back on it. We should have known better. But because of the fact that that game was like very lopsided, like just in terms of the Knicks, like the Knicks blew us out that game. The Knicks fans, bro, were just insufferable at that game. Per usual. And yeah, there's a potential for that to happen with the Celtics fans. But, you know, yeah, the Magic are coming off the second night of a back-to-back. They'll be in Atlanta the night before. I'll also be in Atlanta the night before. I'm coming off the second night of a (laughs) back-to-back here. And but so are the Celtics. So the Celtics play Miami the night before. Mm. So they've got the tougher opponent the night before. If they're worried about like the end of the season, you know, like just in terms of like seedings, they really need as many wins as they can get against the Heat yeah. this upcoming season. Like that's probably gonna, you know, play a factor into their seeding down the road. So that's gonna be a game that they desperately, desperately want. So maybe we catch them the second night, you know, slipping a little bit after, you know, maybe uh, enjoying the festivity, the festivities in Miami. You know, who knows? But what I will say, Luke, is for this being a preseason game, I went to a preseason game about three seasons ago, like um, the the COVID season, but before COVID happened. So the 2019, 2020 season, I went to a preseason game and it was pretty empty, to be honest. Like the team didn't have as much excitement as it does now. But like I, I was pulling into the parking garage, and I like it was completely packed, and that was like an hour before tip off, mm. and just walking around like there were people everywhere, and there was you know there was a decent amount of Cavs fans like you know the Cavs won an NBA championship six years ago, so there are still some you know Cleveland bandwagon fans that are still kind of lurking you know in the shadows, um, but there was a decent amount of Cavs fans. It wasn't anything crazy. But it was overwhelmingly blue uh, on Friday night. It was, it was just really a great time. I wanted to shout out just a, a few folks in, you know, in, in particular. Got to meet some folks at Big Storm uh, before the game, which was a lot of fun. Um, but I just want to shout out a couple of fans. Mark, I got to talk with him You know, most of the game. It was really nice meeting him. One of our patrons, Bailey, he lives in Australia, happened to be in Singapore for a Formula One event. His mates, as they call them, <laughs> down under. They decided to go home after the Formula One event. And he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to fly the rest of the way across the world to Orlando, Florida. He was there Tuesday for the Memphis Grizzlies game. And then I got to meet him. We got to hang out a little bit before the game for the Cavs game on Friday night. And then he was going to fly to New York City for a few days. Had never been to the States before. And then fly to Los Angeles to hang out with one of his friends. Hey, you know what? So, you know what Cole Anthony would say about that, Jonathan? He would say... It's hard to hide money, ain't it? Bailey. Yeah. That is I don't know what Bailey does. I didn't ask. Hey, I didn't want to get it don't, personal. It does, no, I didn't want to no, get in particulars. No, nothing matters at that point, bro. You tell me you went to Singapore, then you went to Orlando, then you went to New York, then you went to LA, then you go back home. It's hard to hide money. That's all I'm saying. But shout out to Bailey. We we appreciate you and your support you also give to the show. We're we're big fans. We're big Bailey fans. 
We might we might have to start like a hundred dollar tier for <laughs> Bailey. Just just for Bailey. I don't know on the Patreon. We'll 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 see what happens. I don't know. But Bailey was like really like a super nice guy. Um he told me that getting from Singapore to the States was like forty hours of travel. That's nuts. Like he would have a flight, have a few hour layover, have a flight. I think he took like four flights from Singapore to get to the US and it was like leaving from Singapore to get to uh because he flew into like DC I believe, and then into into Orlando. It was like forty hours. Listen, so, folks, that is dedication. Listen, I I don't care. Like, if money's not an issue for me, like in this hypothetical, right? Let's say I'm doing the same thing as Bailey. I'm Bailey, and let's say I don't know if this is the case. Bailey might have been saving up for a long time. I have no idea. Let's say money's not an issue. If I got to travel, just one leg of my journey is like forty hours. I'm good. I I appreciate the 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 desire and passion to see a magic game, even if it's preseason and then kind of travel in the States a little bit here and there hit some of the biggest spots in the country and the world. But I'm just time travel, not time travel, but the travel time I should say is I- I'm out on that. I'm At that good. point, it, it might feel like time travel. I don't know. <laughs> That's might. a lot. That is you're losing a couple of days there. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're, you're flying into the future. I you know, don't even know. I it. know he's still adjusting back, you know, wherever he is now. He's got to be exhausted. I know I'm exhausted, and I just I drove like two hours home <laughs> after the fact. So that was a lot of fun. And then Craig. Uh, Craig is a longtime listener of the show. He, I didn't even bring up this, but he's like, I've been listening since Will was on the show. I was like, okay, you're an OG. You've been listening for a very long time. I'm just walking the concourse. Luke, anytime I go to a Magic game, if I want to eat at the game, I always get there early, and I get my food before I go to my seat. And I remembered why, because I went to do this at halftime because I had not eaten the entire day. I was too excited for this game. But now I'm getting hungry at halftime. I start walking the concourse, bro, lines out the wazoo. And I'm like, if I get in one of these lines, I'm missing the entire third quarter. So I'm just going to go back to my seat. So I start walking back, and this this gentleman stops me and goes, Jonathan? I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, hey, my name's Craig. I'm, I love listening to the show. He's like, I came here from Panama City. I drove here. From Panama City, he said, my wife asks me what I want to do for my birthday. And I said, I want to drive down for this Orlando Magic preseason game for the six-man show, like preseason night. That's crazy. So shout out to Craig. It was super, super nice to meet him. He's been a fan like his entire life. Like a lot of us, doesn't know many Magic fans. So this is, it, it got me so freaking excited. Like it got me emotional, right? Because this guy is telling me like, you guys are like living every Magic fan's dream. And I don't do this to like boast or be braggadocious yeah. or anything like that. But when I tell you guys, we understand that. Like we know that we get opportunities yeah. to do things that people would die mm-hmm. or do ridiculous things to be able to do, like interview Terrence Ross, like you know, record from Amway on draft night with Jalen Suggs. Like we know that we get to do things that you guys would love to be able to do. So we do not take this for granted. And that's why we put everything that we have into this. And it's just like interactions like that make like it, this is not always easy to do this podcast, mm. but it's just stuff like that that reminds you of like why we do it. And this night, just like meeting people that listen to the show, this is I forgot to tell you guys about this. You're going to get a kick out of this. And I don't mean to make fun of the young man, but it was funny. I'm walking out of Amway and this kid stops me. He goes, Jonathan, the six man show. And I'm like, yeah. And I was a little bit puzzled at first because he's wearing a Cavs jersey. (laughs) He's like, he's like, I love the show. I listen to you guys all the time, blah, blah, blah. Can I get a picture? And I'm like, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I would love to take, take a picture with you. 
I look into his bag and he's got a Paolo Bancaro oh. jersey. He reaches down <laughs> to pull the old switcheroo. I'm like, yes, switch the jersey before we take this photo. Um, but it was just really, he was a really sweet kid. I got to meet his buddy that was with him. Um, it was just, it was tons of fun. So thanks to everybody that came out uh, to our preseason night. You guys coming out to this is going to allow us to do it bigger and better in the future. And we want to do this um, in the future. So I say all that to say this. I tried to do this a couple of years ago for a regular season game against the Heat. And like two people told me that they were interested and we weren't able to do it. So the fact that we got 43 people a couple of years later for a preseason game is super, super, super encouraging to me. Um, This is why we do what we do. Like where we really want to build this community and build this fan base and just get like passionate Magic fans together and give this team the home court advantage that it deserves. So it was just so much fun. Thanks to everybody that came out. Um, but we're back at it this week. We've got another event. Uh, things are not stopping. We're partnering with the Orlando Magic for the season opener. So if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know the Magic start the season on Wednesday, the 19th, on the road in Detroit to take on the Pistons. And again, we're, we're getting together with our, our good friends, the Orlando Magic and Michelob Ultra, and at 9 West Washington Street, Orlando. Uh, we're going to be at Elixir starting at 6.30 uh, to watch the Magic game, get everybody excited to have a great time, watch this game together. Uh, the Magic and Michelob Ultra putting together four uh, $4.16 ounce Michelob Ultra drink specials. Bo Outlaw is going to be there, ha- you know, shaking hands, kissing babies, whatever Magic Legends do. The Magic are giving away an autographed basketball, and they're going to be doing Magic trivia during quarter breaks. We're planning on doing like a few of these events throughout the year with the Magic, so please come out to these. You coming out and we have like a good turnout at these events, it like makes the Magic want to do more of these events. So make sure you guys come out. Did uh did we did you mention you already you might have mentioned on the very front in terms of what the Magic are doing that night, uh the home opener tickets that are raffling away too. You said that. Yes, I missed that part. Yes, Luke. Okay, you're right. All right, yes, yeah, so- they are giving away tickets to opening mm-hmm. night against the Boston Celtics. So. You want to be there for Paolo's debut at Amway against you know a, a team that you know went pretty close to winning a title last year. Like let's let's call it what it is. It's a it's a marquee matchup. It's going to be an electric crowd that night. So yeah, not only are they doing all that other cool stuff, they're also giving away tickets to opening night. Good catch, Luke. And let's say this. I want to segue this into the home opener itself. Right. So you win tickets. Let's say you win tickets at the event on Wednesday, October 19th at the Elixir. I would love to see you. Obviously, you're winning tickets to opening night at home opening night. I'd love to see you at Harry Buffalo. Jonathan, what would we say? I'll probably be there about I'll be there around six. I know Jonathan is going to go as media uh, on behalf of the six man show representing us on Saturday. He'll be doing media availability. So I will making a goal to be at Harry Buffalo by six. Uh, what I'm pretty much going to do, it's going to be a quick, you know, I'm going to, you know, maybe, maybe have a drink. I'm going to get a, some dinner and then I'm going to walk over to Amway at that point. So I'd say I probably might walk over around like six thirty-five ish. I want to see a little bit of, of pregame stuff there. So if you guys do win those tickets on Wednesday, would love to see a Harry Buffalo. Even if you don't win the tickets, love to see a Harry Buffalo. If you're going to the game, even if you're not going to the game, uh, just hang out. Uh, Jonathan might be over there eventually. I'm not too sure. Um, I know we've got uh, Paul from the uh, Orlando Magic UK pending for your thoughts. He'll be in town. 
So I'm Our boy Paul B. I'm, Paul Bacon. I'm gonna see if we can get Paul to come over and hang out with me at Harry Buffalo as well. So wanna hang out with you guys, you know, as much as we can that night. And those guys, the whole squad is coming over. Like Paul's coming over. I know Mikey's coming Will over. Will they be there Garrett's for all for the home opener? I don't think for the home opener. For the home opener, I think it's just Paul. Okay. I might be mistaken. But I'm meeting up with those guys on Paul's gonna be here for like a hot minute. Yeah, I heard he's a few um, weeks. I'm gonna I'm gonna meet up with those guys at the uh the Hornets game. Okay. I forget what date that is. When the Hornets come to town, it's like during that two week kind of homestand. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna meet up with them because I think that's one of the games that all three of them will be at. And just you know, life is crazy right now for us, especially the first couple weeks of the regular season. I'm trying to go to as many games as I can, but those guys are coming over all the way across the world. The least I could freaking do oh. is go to a game and, and be able to meet those guys and, and just thank them for everything that they do and thank them for their friendship, their support, all that kind of stuff. So really looking forward to that. And the last thing before we really dive deep into Orlando Magic preseason here, we teased it across social media a couple of nights ago. This is our biggest giveaway that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. This is, to me, the coolest giveaway that we've ever done, the biggest thing that we've ever done, and we're super excited about it. So if you are on YouTube, and I hope you're on YouTube because that's really where you need to be to be able to enter into this giveaway. So if you are on YouTube, I want you to feast your eyes on this right here. I'm going to move back a little bit, move my mic back, so you can see this Mitchell and Ness uh, Shaquille O'Neal Orlando Magic jersey. Mm-hmm. It's the iconic, it's the black and white pinstripes. It's a beautiful jersey. If I flip it to the backside here, you've got the beautiful, the clean, in silver pen Shaquille O'Neal autograph with the Fanatics authentication sticker there. So we are giving away this beautiful signed Shaquille O'Neal Orlando Magic jersey to one lucky folk on our YouTube channel. So all we're asking is you come You're going to comment on this video that you're watching on YouTube right now. We want to know what your expectations are for this season for the Magic. I want a prediction of what you think their regular season record is going to be and where their seed is and whether or not they make the play-in. So let us know what your expectations are for the Magic season. I want to know their record, the seed, whether or not they make the play-in, and go ahead and comment on this video, like, and subscribe. It's going to help out the channel a lot. Um, We're going to let this run for a few days, and then we'll go ahead and run that. But you got to comment, like, subscribe on this video here to be entered into uh, the giveaway are for the we, Shaquille O'Neal jersey. We've got some some listeners from everywhere, Jonathan. Are we are we sending as well to those in Canada, down under the UK? Listen, are we sending it anywhere and everywhere? Listen, I learned my lesson last time. Okay, we Luke and I gave away a signed Cole Anthony basketball <laughs> a couple of years ago, and a gentleman, I think he was in Belgium, mm-hmm. won the ball. <laughs> So it cost me like 70 bucks That's to ship crazy. this man the basketball. Mm-hmm. But this is what I said on, on Twitter. Someone asked, if I'm in Canada, can I win this jersey? I said, if Elon Musk wins this jersey and wants it on Mars, I will get it there. Man of the people. So if you listen to this episode, I don't care where you are, you are eligible to win this jersey. If you live in the UK, if you live in Australia, if you live in Singapore, Thailand, Hawaii, wherever you are, if you are the person that wins this jersey, we will get it to you. I promise you that. Yep. Love that. So super excited. This thing is is honestly sick. I get these things and I'm just like, I kind of want to keep it. Like we yeah. haven't told anybody about it yet. What if we I could just... literally just keep it? Mm-hmm. But you guys have just done so much for us this entire offseason. Um, it's really just our way of like repaying you guys. So again, like, comment, subscribe on this video. We want to know your predictions for the Magic this season, what the record's going to be, whether or not they make the plan, 
or let us know if you think they just outright make the playoffs. That would be awesome as well. Uh, but yeah, we're giving away this signed Shaquille O'Neal jersey. And I want to say something. We're about to shout out our patrons in a few minutes here. This is not possible without our patrons. Yep. You guys and financially supporting our show every single month allows us to do stuff like this. And if you are one of our patrons, don't worry. We are gonna we are gonna do something specifically for you very guys. Very special. Very, very soon. Very special. We're planning something for you guys. But this is not possible without you guys, and really just possible without everybody that watches and downloads and listens and all that stuff. So thank you guys so much. Let me set this jersey down. Now let's get into some Orlando Magic news. A little uh some of this news is a little bit somber, and we're we're gonna talk about that here. Um, but we talked about Jalen Suggs. You know, he's going to be available for the season opener, which is a big deal here. But the Magic needed to basically cut down the size of the roster. You know, you go into training camp. I think they had about twenty, uh, you know, guys on the roster, and I think by the the end we had like eighteen or nineteen guys on the roster. So the Magic had to trim things down because you can only have fifteen going into the regular season. So the Magic waived Jay Scrub, Simi Shitu which we didn't see either of those guys actually take the floor for the Magic. But then the Magic made the difficult decision to waive Devin Kennedy. And first of all, we just want to shout out Devin Kennedy for really representing the Magic. Like You, you couldn't ask for anyone better, you know, a, a better person to be in the pinstripes. Devin was a great guy, was great with fans, was great with the media, great with his teammates while he was here. Obviously, he had the, the, the massive injury a couple of years ago, works his way all the way back. Uh, you know, is on the roster at the end of the season last year and, um, you know, got to sign a contract with the Magic this offseason. But the Magic, you know, Devin would have been 16. Again, the Magic had to cut it down to 15. Um, it sucks. Like, this is the business part of things. You know, as much as you might like somebody, um, it doesn't necessarily mean, unfortunately, that they're going to be on the roster. And it sucks for Devin. Um, I know that he's going to land on his feet. Wish him the best, you know, in, in his his next step. Um, he's always going to have a lot of fans here in Central Florida. Um, but yeah, it, it just kind of is the unfortunate part of things. I know, Luke, you and I have been talking about this periodically over the the course of the last you know few months as it was obvious that somebody was going to have to get waived, whether it was going to be a, a Terrence Ross trade when kind of his future with the Magic was up in the air, if it was going to be Caleb Houston or, or Bull Bull or one of the two-way guys or potentially you know Devin Kennedy. Um, and it just happened to happen to be Devin Kennedy. Yeah. And like you said, like we went through it. Right. And logically, it made sense um, just because I mean, Kennedy is, is what, 26 years old. He's a little undersized. He's six one. He primarily is a three point shooter. Um, and and that's I mean, that's really as far as it goes, honestly. But what I do want to say, like, so that's why it makes sense. There's just so many young guys on this roster. It is very hard to like it's not something for Devin to hang his head about is really what I'm also saying there's so much talent on this roster that is very young it's hard enough to make a talented roster it's hard enough to make it on a young talented roster where potential is through the roof and we don't really know anything surefire about any of these players really yet now what I will say as well is that Devin it is impressive that Devin has such a people hold him in such high regard with Orlando he played a total in two seasons time, a total of 13 games. He might be the most loved magic player ever to play less than, you know, 15 games for, for, for the franchise. 
I, I don't know how long of a list that is of like beloved right. guys who have played like that number of games. I, I'm just like, I would definitely feel like he's towards the top of that list. Got, he has to be because people yeah. love him. Gotta be. I mean, yes, everybody loves him. I know Oscar with the magic report put on Instagram, you know, he was, he was irritated with the franchise and, you know, with the organization for, you know, waving Kennedy, he and I kind of talked back and forth and it just came down to like, he gets it, but also it just sucks. It sucks for Devin. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and once you get to know Devin, the person, a lot of people did just through, you know, podcast appearances or online Twitter, he has his own podcast now, that sort of thing. You know, people, people came to love Devin. So shout out to Devin. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of, at the end of the day, it's a business. And it was a business yeah. decision. You saw it there at the end of the game. I put it on Twitter. Carmen. That was rough. Carmen sent you the video too. And, you know, a, a video of it as well. Jamal and Devin kind of down the stretch of the game. Seconds, you know, you're at a, a break. Someone might have been shooting free throws or something. But Devin goes over to Jamal and, and Jamal just kind of puts his arm around him, says a couple words to him. And Devin just kind of like, you know, keeps his eyes ahead as to not make contact with Jamal and like maybe become emotional. I don't want to speculate, but yeah. that's what it felt like. And so I put it on Twitter and I was just like, I could be overreacting yet again to a preseason game, but does this look like a conversation between a player that's about to get waved and his coach? And, and that's what it was the very next day. That's what happened. Um, so it just, it was kind of crazy to see that happen as well. Like in real time watching the game and just like pick up on it. I was like, wow, that's definitely what's happening there. Um, but yeah, man, it, it it stinks at the end of the day. Like it's a journey. It's a JJ Reddick talks about his time in Orlando and how that came to an end and how, you know, for so long when he went back to Orlando, he would go back like nearby his apartment where he lived in Orlando just to kind of reminisce. You're not just trading a person or waving a person. You're waving like a family. And and so that's the the unfortunate part of it all. Uh, but yeah, shout out to uh, to Devin Kennedy. And I just like, you know, as much as it sucks, like I just I want because I know there's people out there that like still don't get it. Yeah. And you and I, and I don't mean to be like harsh to Devin Kennedy at all. Like when I say this, but we've talked about this many times. Like if, if Terrence was going to be moved like for a second round pick or something, then it was super easy to just say, okay, Devin's on the roster. Like Devin, Devin is on the roster. The magic needs shooting. Like definitely Devin provides that in, in bunches, right? We're all good with that. Now, when it became apparent that like, okay, Terrence is kind of bought in and he's playing really yeah. well, then you start looking at like, okay, maybe it's Bull Bull, maybe it's Caleb Houston. And to me, Bull Bull especially just showed too many flashes. And that's what they were. They were flashes. Let, let's not make it seem like he just came in and dominated like beginning to end in every you know bit of the minutes that he played this preseason. But he legitimately showed you flashes that you're like, okay. If you can put that together, even 12, 15 minutes a game, yeah. we got something here. Mm. Like We got something that other teams just, quite frankly, cannot match up with. If Bobol is doing Bobol things, there's like three or four guys in the league that are going to be able to hang with him like defensively because he's just too freaking big. It, that's, a, that's a fact. Franz was on the pod squad this past week and was talking to the guys. And, and like Franz, like he... he I love Franz, but he isn't like the guy that just like comes forth with a ton of information. Like when you ask him a question, like he gives you your answer and then we're moving on. Mm -hmm. Right. They asked him about bowl bowl and he's like, this guy does things in practice and we're looking at each other. Like what the heck just happened? Mm -hmm. Like, how did he do that? So NBA guys doing that, that speaks volumes. Like they're used to just seeing freak athletes on a daily basis. And bowl bowl is like 
the 1% of the 1%. Like, it, it's really crazy. And then we look at Caleb Houston. Caleb Houston just played too dang well in the preseason. They've already guaranteed him $4 million. Yeah. They signed him to a, a four-year deal. It's four years, $8 million, I believe. But the first two years are already guaranteed. So he's already guaranteed $4 million. And then, like, Caleb Houston kind of won you that game, like the, the, the final preseason game against the Cavs. And to your point with Devin Kennedy, like the, you know, the kind of the interaction that he had with mostly at the end of the game, that tells me that they had the conversation prior yeah, to this game. For tonight. Sure. Like Devin went into this game knowing it was going to be his, his last you know, game in a magic uniform, at, at least for now. And then the other thing is like, okay, could you have, you know, cut Admiral Schofield or Kavon Harris, wave Devin Kennedy, and then sign him to a two-way? Sure. But Devin Kennedy, again, 26 years old. He's been you know, in the Orlando Magic organization for quite some time. They basically they, they really know what they have, you know, in, in Devin Kennedy. And, you know, Admiral Schofield, what I like about Schofield is he does give this team like a little bit of an edge yeah. at times with the two-way contract. Obviously, he's limited in the amount of time that he can be uh, with the team, but he's kind of he's almost like the enforcer that you can bring in off the bench if you really need to in a in a tough tough spot. And then Kavon Harris also showed you a lot, especially in that last preseason game. So I understand why people are upset, but if you just kind of pay attention to what the Magic have been doing the last few years, you know, Luke and I have been talking about this for a couple of weeks. The writing was on the wall. So again, it sucks, but we really truly wish Devin Kennedy nothing but the best moving forward. And we know that he's going to land on his feet, you know, wherever he is in his next stop. So we talked about this a moment ago when we were talking about the giveaway coming up. But we love our patrons. Um, if you're not aware, uh, we do have a Patreon channel where you can select one of three tiers of benefits and where you can help financially support the show. If you're looking to do that, you can find us at patreon.com slash the six man show. Again, we have three separate tiers of benefits. And along with those benefits, uh, we shout out our brand new patrons every episode. Anytime we have new patrons, we give them a super special shout out. And then our Hall of Fame tier patrons, which is our $10 tier, uh, we shout out those patrons on every single episode just so that they know how much that we appreciate them. And we're going to go ahead and shout out our Hall of Fame tier patrons right now. As always, we're going to go ahead and start with the Court Cousins. Shout out to the Court Cousins. They gave my boy uh, Luke here a shout out on their most recent episode just to congratulate him and his wife on their their brand new baby boy there. And because Kyle kind of put this out there, I know Kyle is is dealing with some things uh, like in his, his professional life. Um, and Kyle, we're thinking about you, bro. We love you, bro. We know that you're going to get through it. Um, just keep on trucking. And hopefully this Orlando Magic team is going to bring you some stuff to kind of cheer you up in the next couple of weeks here. But shout out to Court Cousins, Armin, Carson Tulo, Jonathan Borges, Normal, Magic Player History, our boy Bailey. Bailey, it is hard to hide money, ain't it, Bailey? <laughs> Wiffle, Michael Salapong, Franz Godefichaud, Ryan Singh, The Distract, Luke's Mom, I'm Ron Burgundy, Pierre A., Migzors, Dylan Holden, Mr. Mikey, Lil Penny, Drum, Danimal, Dutto15, Bobby Skinner, Nate Donnelly, Goaty93, Teddy Sylvia, Breadhead, Brian Leggins, Eric Lopez, Fuchsia, Juan Geraldo. Thank you guys all so much for your support. Again, you can find us at patreon.com slash the sixth man show. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Luke, on our last episode, we were just so excited talking about you know this this Magic team and the way they looked specifically in that first quarter against Memphis. And then we had the Terrence Ross episode, obviously. Again, shout out to our boy Terrence Ross. If you missed our most recent episode, we had a like 30, 40-minute conversation with Terrence Ross. People are getting really excited about some of those clips from that podcast episode because he was just so like obviously excited about this team. And his energy is just infectious. Like He's excited. You hear him talk about the magic, so you get excited. But go back and, and listen to that episode. Because that was such a jam-packed episode, we really didn't get to jump into some of the details you know, kind of surrounding this game uh, against the Memphis Grizzlies last Tuesday. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about it, Luke. So obviously this team gets off to the incredibly hot start, you know, in the first quarter. They're up by as much as 18. And I was like, man, if you get to if you get this to a 20 point lead, like you cannot lose this game. Now, they only got it to 18. Memphis started to kind of climb back into that game. Uh, but specifically, again, down the stretch, Wendell Carter Jr., Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro making plays in that game. Um, but really, we just saw a, a much needed improvement you know, out of the Magic. They've been slowly improving from that first game, the loss against Memphis. Got a little bit better against the San Antonio Spurs, a little bit better against the Dallas Mavericks, and then it got a lot better against this Memphis Grizzlies team. But in this game, Magic out-rebounded the Memphis Grizzlies 50-22. to 22. Uh, They shoot better from two and from three and from the three-point line. 47% from the floor, 34% from the three-point line, 94% from the Magic in terms of their free throw percentage. Starting to cut down on the turnovers a little bit. I know earlier in the preseason, uh, Luke, we had like a 27-game turnover. 21 turnovers in this one. It's not great. Uh, we can talk about the Cavs game as well in a minute because I, I do think that is still an issue for this team. Still trying to figure out how they want to play together, Luke. But what were some of like your bigger takeaways, diving a little bit deeper into this Memphis game? Yeah, I'd say number one, the turnovers. The fact that the Magic had 21 turnovers to Memphis's 13 and still were able to win the game. Obviously, the turnovers is the way that, that Memphis was able to kind of you know slowly creep back into it. So that was the first thing that really stuck out to me. The other thing is that, the and you heard Terrence talk about it in that episode where he just talked about the ball, the ball movement that was happening. And you could see it. Um, you know, that's something I absolutely for sure, like wanted to touch on is just how well the ball seemed to move in some possessions incredible to 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 move the ball that quickly to be that unselfish not looking necessarily for your shot passing up a good shot for an even better shot the magic have 30 assists in the game to memphis's 19 so you saw the the you know discrepancy there with playmaking right like and it was 30 assists on 40 made field goals yeah so like the team was involved and i think that they understood what they needed to do um, the other thing made 94% of your, your free throws. You shot 17 of 18. 
this is a team that is going to hopefully get to the line even you know more, which is something we desperately need in comparison to past seasons. Guys like Paolo um, are going to be able to get to the line. Cole Anthony has been pretty good at getting to the line in his career. Really, you know, did that as well last year. Um, T. Ross got to the free throw line, shot six free throws um, in that game. Paolo shot five. Like there was just they were just doing the right things. The turnover issue is definitely an issue but i also think that's what you have when you have a team trying to figure out their identity still and they've got such young players that are still transitioning really from college to the nba or from wherever they came from whether they be internationally or whatever it is right like you've got guys still trying to figure it out and and so that's what's happening but i uh i'm not too concerned as long as they can do those other things that they did well moving the ball. If you're getting turnovers because you're moving the ball around, I don't have as much of an issue with you turning the ball over. If you have a, you know, if you're turning the ball over cuz you're you're dribbling it off your foot or you're just dribbling into traffic not really knowing your next move, that's when I start having issues. A lot of the turnovers in this game came from just simply trying to move the ball around. So I I I respect honestly the the turnovers that have happened for the Magic in that regard. Much better in year than years past when you look at the box score and you got this many turnovers. I think it's a totally different situation and why it happens. Yeah, like you said, like the increased ball movement is one thing, but part of it is honestly them just like being sloppy. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's preseason, but like we'll talk about the Cavs game in a couple of minutes here. But it's just it's been a theme that we've seen like throughout like the preseason. Like it's it's gotten, you know, a little bit better. Um, I mean, they they did do a good job of cleaning the turnovers up in the you know Friday's game against the Cleveland Cavaliers but there were the turnovers they did have were like really bad turnovers it was like dribbling off the foot mm. it's just getting into traffic and just kind of trying to throw the ball out to one of your teammates and getting bailed out of you putting your head down trying to get the rim and not being really sure of what you're going to do at that point um but the biggest thing for me again I know that we talked about this on the last episode it, we're just so hyped about that game but just seeing Memphis wanted to win that game yeah. We knew that we wanted to win that game. Keep everybody kept all of their guys in and Franz and and, and Paolo and, and Wendell like just making plays down the stretch, making stuff happen when you're like, man, like last year this is a game that we absolutely lose. Hmm. Like uh Wendell had a, a a play, you know, down the stretch here from like the left, like mid wing kind of where he like faced up and, and took a like a just a, a face up jump shot. And I was like, Man, I don't know that this is going in and it went in and like he was scoring, and Franz was making baskets. Franz hits that massive three. Franz with the step back threes, man, crazy. I hope we never get used to this. He only did it, I feel like, a handful of times last year. Mm. We saw it a handful of times in in EuroBasket. Like everyone knows the the clip against Giannis, and then we saw him do it like a handful of times in this preseason. We saw him do it basically to close the game against Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, he had one, I believe, in the second half against the Cavs on Friday. So that is very much a part of his game now. I was kind of concerned seeing it in Eurobasket. Like, this is great. Is it going to translate to the NBA? And it very much is. And that is very, very scary for Franz. But they just looked incredible. It was great to get this win. And then let's move on to the Cavs game, the final game of the preseason again. was a great atmosphere, like, from, like, the opening tip. Like, they, they tried this new thing at Amway that I've never seen before where they were trying to get everybody to stand up for the tip. Mm. And I like some people will think that's like gimmicky or cheesy or corny. To me, you need some of that because eventually, like cheesy, just becomes into like really fun culture. Yeah. Like, I, I, is it in Utah where the, like they don't sit down until like the was, first was basket? that OKC? 
maybe it's OKC. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting these kind of you know Western Conference teams mixed yeah, up here. Them. But stuff like that is fun, even if you're not like standing the whole time until they score. Like you don't want to steal another team's thing, whatever. Like just standing up for you know the the tip. What you're doing is you're getting the entire crowd involved into the game I, uh-huh. from the jump, and I think we need more stuff like that. Yeah, no, I absolutely. I think that's something that should happen. You need more tradition building as this team starts to grow and develop. You need something that like these fans that are now, whether you're just jumping on the bandwagon of being a Magic fan because of Palo or because of just how young and exciting they are, or you've been around for a while, this is the time to start building tradition because you're indoctrinating a whole new like youth fan movement type of thing, right? Like, And also, I will say that you need to do that to set the tone as well for the it's no secret the magic and you know the or orlando area is a very touristy spot right like every game you go you see a ton of people wearing the same shirt and they all sit in the you know upper deck right the upper bowl there's like 40 of them 50 of them plus you need to like we need tradition so that you know these those types of tour group type tourist type groups also get the picture of what a magic game, you know, and what a good culture of an NBA team looks like. And so that they get on board too. And, and really, you know, most of all, just so everybody in the in the stands kind of sets the tone for the game. That's what T Ross talked about as well in the podcast. Like Memphis knew early on that it was going to be a game and that the magic were trying to win because of how they came out. They pushed the pace. They were setting the, the tone for the game. Like, no, we're going to, we're trying to win this game. And he was like, even if that Memphis wasn't going to try to win the game like back or like reciprocate that energy, they didn't care. Terrence was like, we were just going to win the game. Like, that's all it came down to. We didn't care how they responded. They could have just sat their stars in the second half. They didn't. Their trio plays the most minutes of anybody on that roster, I think, with like 32 minutes apiece. So, you know, what happened happened. Desmond Bain gave you buckets, but Josh scored like 24 on 23 shots or something like that. So you did what you had to do in that game. And I was really impressed with the outcome. I'm glad to hear that they're trying to build tradition with, you know, the fans standing. I hope to see it on opening night. I hope it went well enough that they're willing to try that on opening night and we get to see it work. One thing about opening night that I I just always love, like the it's the first time they do like they well, they do the entire lineup like every other game during the year. They just do like the starters. But opening night, like they introduce everybody, everybody that's on the roster, you know, the the coaching staff, right. all that kind of good stuff. And they always like a couple of years ago, they had it like where one guy would come out on one side of the floor, the other guy would come out on the other side of the floor. And they've always got like the pyrotechnics mm-hmm. going and the lasers and it's always some super hype song. And they've got the awesome highlight, you know, up on the video board and all that kind of stuff. So that's going to be super exciting. But let's talk about this Cavs game. And, and one thing that Luke likes to tease me about is I like to comment on the officiating all the time because and the reason is because it it does affect the game it 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 either affects the winner the loser or just the flow of the game and in this game I wasn't it wasn't like one of those instances where I'm complaining about like oh the refs are giving like this team all the other calls these freaking refs man would not stop blowing the whistle particularly in the first half Luke I don't know that I've ever seen two teams in a single game shoot over 30 free throws. Shooting 30 free throws for one team in a game is absurd. Two teams shooting 30 free throws in a game should never, ever, ever happen. The issue in this game, and I'll give it to these guys, a lot of the fouls they were calling were fouls, but they're fouls that in 
any other game is just kind of like a play on thing. Like we don't want to make this game about us. We don't want to just completely void this game of any flow, any life, any fun whatsoever. So they let these guys play on in a lot of these instances. These guys would not stop blowing the freaking whistle. It was one of the longest first halves that I've ever felt at Amway. It felt like it went on for an hour and 20 minutes. I doubt that that's accurate, but it felt like an eternity. And to me, like the, the first half for me is just a complete blur because like there was no rhythm to it whatsoever. It was like the guys would go up and down the floor one time, whistle. They'd go up and down the floor the very next time, another whistle, free throws. You go down another couple of times, whistle, free throws. It, it makes it so hard for a team to get into any kind of rhythm, build any kind of momentum when the, when the game is just constantly stopping and starting like that. So I hope we don't see that officiating crew for a very, very long time. But because of that fact, for me, the first half is very much a blur in this game. Now, the second half, our starters, I think, played a few, like a handful of minutes in the third quarter. And then as soon as I saw Kavon Harris enter the game, I turned to the people sitting with us. I'm like, well, this game is effectively over. <laughs> like for anything that's going to be really relevant to the regular season for the Magic, yeah. this game is effectively over because Kavon Harris came in. Uh, Mo Wagner hurt his ankle in the first half, or I'm sure he would have been in this lineup. But then Mo Bamba comes in. Then when I saw like Devin Kennedy come in, I'm like, all right. And I don't mean this to be a, a slide at Devin Kennedy, but we literally didn't see Devin the entire preseason. Yeah. So once once I saw Devin enter this game, I was like, all right, us trying to get anything from like our normal rotation is effectively over at this point. What I was not expecting was that this game was going to get way more fun than it was with the starters in. So like RJ Hampton at the head of this unit, RJ, Kavon Harris, I almost said Kavon Looney. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Kavon Harris, uh, Devin Kennedy, Caleb Houston, and Mo Bamba. This game was like back and forth the whole time, like regardless. Evan Mobley is a freaking stud, by the way. Got yeah. to see him in person for the first time. That kid is a freaking stud. He's going to, everyone knows, I'm not saying anything profound here. He's going to be really good. You heard it here first. I'm the first guy on the Evan Mobley bandwagon. Mm -hmm. But he's going to be incredible. But there are a lot of guys on the end of like the Cavs roster, and a few of those, these guys actually got cut yesterday, um, just as cuts are happening around the league. But like there was a lot of talent in, at the end of this game. But it, it's just going like back and forth, back and forth. And at one point, it kind of felt like the Magic you know, were getting down. I think they were down by like five or six points, go, like final five or six minutes in this game. Like Kavon, uh, who, who else was in this game? Admiral Schofield was in this game as well. Kavon Harris hits a three. Admiral Schofield hits a three. Caleb Houston hits a couple of threes. And then all of a sudden, going into the last couple of minutes of this game, the Magic are up. I think it was like 40 seconds left. The Magic are trying to close things out. RJ Hampton's coming down the middle of the lane, rolls the ball off of his foot. And I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, here we go. Yeah. This is going to be one of those disastrous Magic losses that we've seen a million mm -hmm. times. I want to say it was Sharif Cooper who is a little bit undersized, but I saw RJ Hampton at half court. RJ Hampton is one of the fastest human <laughs> beings that I've ever seen in real life. I just want to say that. But I saw him reading this like it was Andre Iguodala, game seven in Golden <laughs> State, and he was LeBron James. I saw him reading this the entire way. I think he took one step inside the free throw line, lunged and elevated, and and I think it was Cooper let this ball go up trying to lay it in, and RJ got a hand on it and sent it into the first row. I think it it might have just been the angle that I was at because I saw it like I was kind of above the magic tunnel, so I had a really good point of view at it, 
It was the most impressive block I've ever seen in person in my entire life. Yeah. And the everyone's going crazy. You know, Admiral's hitting threes. Kavon's hitting threes. Caleb's hitting a bunch of threes. The place is going crazy. I'm having so much fun. It feels like a regular season game. When RJ did that, let's say the let's say the Amway was at like a nine or a ten. Yeah. The Amway goes to like a fifteen <laughs> on that RJ block. The Magic Bench is going crazy. It's a ton of fun. They get the ball back. I think I think they miss. They come back down the next series. There's an open three. No, RJ Hampton's in pursuit. Gets a hand up. I think he gets a, a fingertip on it. Blocks that shot as well. He had like three blocks in the final few minutes of this game. It was really impressive out of RJ Hampton. But at that time, it was just a parade to the free throw line for the Magic. They end up winning this game. I think it was 110 to 104, if I'm not mistaken. Let me pull that up here. I do have all the stats here. It was 114 to 108. Sorry, the uh, no, none of these games were 110, 104. I don't know where I got that, but it was 114 <laughs> to 108. The Magic get the victory, the final preseason game. Paolo Bancaro uh, leads all scores for the Magic. 17 points in 27 minutes, 6 of 12 from the floor, 4 of 4 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. That kid is just I, a freaking stud. I, I have a couple things, Jonathan. I got a couple things from this game that I want to really quickly touch on. And I got to say I'm quick or else I'm so ADHD, I'll forget all my points. Number one here. All right. Franz Wagner, beginning of the game. I believe we're like a few minutes into the game. Franz Wagner has a Wendell Carter Jr. screen come up. Did, I love watching this man play basketball. I, I just, I love it. He's handsome. Oh, just wait, what? Wait, huh? Sorry. Okay. Nope, that was strange. All right, anyway. Nope, that was so, Dell comes up to set the screen, right? On Chetty Osman. And... Franz rejects the screen, goes back the other way. Cole Anthony just bullies, oh blindsides Mobile. Bro, he he lays a, a, a like a crackback block on Evan Mobley. Mobley should be yelling at his teammate, whoever was on Cole, for not saying something sooner than they did, if they said anything at all. That man could have gotten whiplash. He <laughs> destroyed him pause and Franz just has a wide open lane to the basket as a result and just jams at home really sets the tone for me the first couple minutes of the game I was like Bro, man I'm gonna look like Reggie Bush catching that screen pass <laughs> when he yeah. just got leveled smacked anyway it was the basketball equivalent of that yeah anyway Mobley wasn't his fault it was a great play by Cole it's who was ever was on Cole I have no idea but you should be ashamed of yourself but Franz rejecting the screen and going there and just driving to the hoop wide open I was I, I Quite honestly, in the back, I was out of my couch. It was like it was like 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 between yes. the legs, but like backwards. It was filthy. Yeah, he's nasty. Um, I'm watching it again right now in real time. Yeah, he uh, yeah he did do that. He went behind on the like the switch back on the crossover. It was essentially his crossover. Yeah. Goes between the legs back to from his right to his left hand. Disgusting. Other point that I wanted to make: Paolo Bancaro is a player that I think until he is really incorporating a three-point shot like he if he is until he is dialed in as a very effective three-point shooter he is going to be a guy that you hear it all the time in sports and basketball i should say oh man i didn't even realize he had 30 like that sort of talk that's paolo bancaro i 100 percent. that's what i think have your own opinion on if you want but i feel like paolo is going to be a guy this year that you just look at the box score and you're like he had 30 this game like, I had no idea. And it's going to be because he shot maybe a three or two, made one of them, made zero of them, whatever it is. 
but he just puts in work in the post, on the baseline, anywhere you want it inside the perimeter. Paolo's going to give it to you. I He is one of those guys. And that's what hit me after that game. Because truthfully, I looked at the box score and I was like, he had 17? He shot 50% from the field? I It was crazy. Obviously, you get kind of mesmerized by that what you were talking about, right? Where like kind of the bench unit comes in led by RJ Hampton and you know, we're off to the races and that fun part of the game. But yeah, I was just kind of going through the box score. I was like, man, that is insane. Yes. Also, I share the sentiment. RJ dribbles that ball off his foot. And I'm like, I am just not thinking nice things about RJ Hampton right now. You know, love him, friend of the show. But I wasn't thinking nice things, just dribbling off your foot like that. I was like, ah, here we go. RJ has been looking so good. And then he goes and he does this, right? But then the block happens. And the only thing that makes that better is if he keeps the ball in play. But he smacks that thing to the moon, and I was, I was, I had the same reaction to that that I did the Franz Wagner uh, play that I was talking about earlier. Definitely got some air off my couch. Great, I had a great time. Thoroughly enjoyed myself. Which again, I I've said this a couple of times, but if you look at like, there's literally no stakes in this game. None of our regular rotation guys. I, I mean, maybe except you, know, RJ, and, and maybe Caleb. I mean, we can talk a little bit about Caleb, man. Like. We got something. That was my other thing. I told. I knew I was gonna go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll let you. I'll let you. Caleb Houston. I texted the chat when he when I that boy nice. He's nice. Like nice. N i c e nice. He catches the ball. He might be. He might be n y c e nice. Oh, okay. So he catches the ball high, like high in like the shooter's pocket. Like his pocket is crazy. Them boys was so damn high. Yeah, so high. And and he just elevates like immediately. He gets he's so fast to catch and shoot. He doesn't think about it. He just shoots it. And I think that like that is definitely going to be his bread and butter, like just for the first part of his career. Doing the right things off ball. Obviously, we know we've raved about yeah, how good he is just out of college, being able to play off ball like that. But yes, his shooting motion, I could watch him shoot all day. It is ridiculous. And it got to the point like by his second or third May three before he even shot it. I was like, it's in. I don't even have to look. This guy is huge. He he has, catches the ball high. He's going straight up with it. He's got some air on his jumper. Like he's just he's really good and in terms of where he's at, where we got him at value wise. I really I think we're going to get some gems out of him this year. If he does happen to be in the rotation because again right like, it's right now for me it, it's hard to see like a, an immediate you know path for him low to minutes, get minutes just but i think effective yeah but if he starts to get minutes we're gonna see some like rj hampton on the breaks like you know when steph curry throws the ball to clay and just starts running the other <laughs> way we might start seeing that with caleb houston and i'm not the first person to say this a few folks have said it on magic twitter yeah. that form's got a little bit of clay to it mm. it really does just where he catches it, like you said, in that high pocket, and he's just right up with it. It is so fluid. Nice. I know the efficiency wasn't there at Michigan, but he's had, I Tools mean, like there, in man. this game, like, look, looking at Caleb Houston, he's three of four from three. I think he had like a four of five from three. Was it against Memphis? Caleb Houston. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That was another three of four from three. Like, oh, just the kid casually shooting 75% from three in a couple of these games here. If I go and look at our preseason stats, I'm looking for Caleb Houston. Caleb Houston shot 38.9% from the three-point line in 3.6 attempts a game. Off the bench, I will take that all freaking day. Yeah. And at 6'8", the way he moves off the ball, such a smart player, 
competes defensively. I think he's going to continue to get better on that end. But yeah, Caleb Houston has me really, really excited. It it really does suck that we don't know if he's going to for sure get minutes at least right away. I'm sure there will be some times this year where he does get minutes, and I hope that he proves himself. Again, this team just has so much young talent and potential that it's hard. It's it is it is very hard to come by, especially as a second round pick. I'm glad he's got his guaranteed money. I really hope that he is able to kind of stand the test of time with the Magic. I think he could be so good as like at least a bench contributor well the thing to me is like if you're worried oh man like caleb we need to get caleb minutes he he's a he can play he can shoot blah blah blah. he can contribute it's a very good problem to have right if we're at the point in this rebuild where we can draft a player like that and say no you're just gonna really you know play with these guys in practice for the next couple of years for the most part and just develop and then two three years from now maybe he's like a real contributor on this team Let's face it, like the guys that are on this team at some point, as much as we love all these guys, guys are going to end up getting moved at one point or another, whether it's the Magic choosing not to resign them or, you know, maybe they're a restricted free agent and they sign somewhere else in free agency or we end up trading them, whatever the case may be, like at some point, not everybody is going to be here. So if Caleb is here long enough, eventually that path is going to open where he's going to have more minutes. It might be sooner rather than later. He might just force Mosley in the front office's hand at some point. He he really might be that good at some point. But yeah, just the fact that we're having this conversation about Caleb. Um, when in preseason, it was like, okay, not preseason, summer league. Like he's not really playing with the highest level of talent. They're not really playing in a, in a very rigid system here. It, it's kind of hard to assess him at that time. But the way that he's looked in preseason has been really, really encouraging. Yeah. Luke, let's go ahead and just recap the preseason just kind of in general so magic five preseason games they finish four and one you lose that first one you win four in a row cole anthony mentioned (laughs) at the end of this Cavs game that the magic have not had a four game winning streak since the beginning of his rookie year so going back to last year i think we might have had like one or two three game winning streaks but a lot of it was like you're winning a game you're losing a few you might get lucky to win two in a row and then you're losing like three or four in a row like last season was pretty rough. So it, it's crazy to think that it's been almost you know, two seasons since the Magic have had a four game winning streak. And he's counting the preseason. The fact that we even have to do that <laughs> in itself is a little bit sad that we're like, it definitely oh, we was a four game winning streak in preseason. Yeah, it, it definitely was not last year. But you have the first loss um, at Memphis, 109 to 97. Then again, you rattle off four straight wins at San Antonio, 110 to 105. At Dallas, I think that was also 110 to 105. I could be mistaken. I did this right before we started recording. I'm probably wrong about that. Somebody please correct me if I am wrong. Versus Memphis at home, 109 to 105. And then the preseason finale versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, 114 to 108. So again, you go 4 and 1 in the preseason. It is encouraging. It is only preseason. Please don't forget that. It was. 102 to 99 against the Spurs. Yeah. So 102 to 99 against Spurs, 110 to 105 to the Dallas Mavericks. I got that there. But yeah, four and one. I mean, and we talked about the turnovers. You know, in this Cleveland Cavaliers game, the Magic finished the game with 15 total turnovers. So you go 21 the game before against the Memphis Grizzlies. You cut that down to 15. Now, again, there were some just really bad turnovers in this game. Where you're just you are trying to whip the ball around, but you're not really paying attention. Guys are sitting in passing lanes, and then Cleveland's kind of running the other way with it. But the fact that you were able to cut it down, I mean, 
Sure. Like, let's let's just talk about preseason in general. From where we started to where we finished, how much better do you feel? Because it was pretty bleak, that first Memphis game. Yeah, I mean, if you even just kind of look at the Memphis game in general, guys like Caleb Houston, who turned it on in the last two games of the preseason, had quite literally abysmal preseason games leading up to that point. In that game, Caleb Houston goes 0-4. The next game against San Antonio, looking real quick here, goes 0-1 in eight minutes. Uh, Against Dallas, even, it wasn't great. Um, You know, he, Houston is, let's see, one of five from three. So, like, I, I do think, like, that was just an example. I was looking at that as you were kind of recapping just to see what his numbers were even like. Um, it's funny, a couple great performances from three makes you completely forget the, the downfalls of the games prior. But I do think that also that it's like a direct correlation and kind of speaks to how the team grew from those games on. They're still building chemistry as good as it is but they're building it on the court. They have great off-court chemistry. They're continuing to build it on the court. They're continuing to understand, like, who are the guys? Another thing Terrence Ross talked about, I said, down the stretch there in that Memphis game, was Franz the guy taking that shot the whole time? And he was like, oh, for sure. He said, when you have one of, like, one of the, your best guys on the team, you want to get him the ball. So, like, the team is now shifting from, okay, we're developing to, okay, we're we're identifying, we're defining who is what role on this team. And I think that we're going to start to see it more and more. And that's what you saw as we went on through the preseason. They became familiar with their roles, got better. We also said it with T Ross, right? Like if you can, T Ross is like the number two team in the West. If you're taking them to the wire, winning the game, more importantly, fighting adversity and able to win that game. What does that mean for you? And I alluded to it as well. I said, yeah, if that's the preseason, What's this team going to look like game 40 of the regular season? The trajectory is very good. I'm very uh, cautiously optimistic. I'm borderline recklessly optimistic, to be honest with you. We there. We We are there. I am there. We are. I'm there. We'll get to this in a minute. But but, yeah. But yeah. So uh, we will see. But yes, the preseason ended much better than it started. I was... I was uh, you could uh, you could find me in bed for days after that first preseason game. I was just I was so irritated with how that preseason started, how the team looked. Very pleased with how it turned around. Okay, Luke. So I want I ask I have some loaded questions for you. I oh, guess love that. You know, I, I've already got some stats, um, but I just want to get your opinion before we go into this. Looking at the team offensively, right? Like I think we would agree that they got better. As preseason went on, like you go from 97 to 102 to 110 to 109 to 104. Yeah, so that's some some pretty gradual like increasements there. Right. Offensively, do you think this team has room to get better? And let's let us preface this. OK, folks, before we get the tryhards like going at our necks here, we know it is preseason. <laughs> all right. But we had some encouraging signs. And I just want to lay that out because it's going to help me push my positive Orlando Magic agenda. Just bear with me here. Mm. This is the bias is coming out. I, I will completely admit that here. Would you agree that the offense still has a ton of room to grow? Yes, a ton. Could clean up turnovers. Obviously, the team did not shoot incredibly well from the three point line throughout preseason. Uh, you know, there were a number of guys who did shoot the ball well, but there are some other guys that yep. did not shoot the ball as mm-hmm. well. Defensively, right? The team was pretty solid, but 
You're you're missing, you know, Jalen Suggs, you know, for you know a, a couple of these games here. Markell's going to come back at some point. Gary Harris is going to come back at some point. The team still has room to grow there as well. Fair. Yep. Okay. Let's take a look, and this this is really a a, a really we've hit rock bottom here on the six man show. This is a, this is an all timer here. Oh, good. I'm looking at the <laughs> I'm looking at the offensive and defensive ratings across the NBA. For the 2022-2023 preseason. Love that. Do you know where the Magic ranked in terms of defensive rating in the entire NBA in preseason? In preseason? In preseason. Listen, the Magic were putting up 100-plus point games, but we're also giving up 100-plus point games. Now, I know preseason sloppy. I'll take that into account. I'm sure there are far more 100-point games in the regular season for most teams. I'm going to say... The Magic were middle of the pack at like 15 or 16. Magic were 11th in the league in defensive rating throughout That's preseason. That's crazy. I thought now, I was highballing. I have talked about the fact that, and this is a, I do feel like this is a hot take because I've seen other people kind of give their takes on where the Magic should be defensively at this point. People say the top half of the league, the Magic should be. With the defensive personnel that we have, if we get Jonathan Isaac for like at least two thirds of the season, yeah. The Magic at their floor should be a top 10 team in the league in terms of defensive rating. Yeah. I think their ceiling, relatively healthy, is top five in the league in terms of defensive rating. Now, of course, I am going to use this preseason stat <laughs> for confirmation bias Push and agenda. to further this agenda. But 11th, and they honestly, they looked good at times. But just in general, didn't look great defensively throughout preseason. Like they had their stretches, especially against Memphis. Like the first quarter, they really shut it down. They did a great job against yeah. John Morant, but didn't look like I didn't feel like they were suffocating teams in terms of like their defensive prowess here in preseason. They have a ton of room to grow. They're going to get guys back that I think are going to make them even better on that end. And like Paolo has looked good defensively. It was so funny preseason, like pre draft. People's big concern with Paolo was like, oh, this guy needs to be stellar offensively to make up for right. what he's going to be defensively. And I thought that was just a, a load of hogwash, if I'm being totally honest. Mm. And I, I feel vindicated by that, at least through preseason. So offensive rating. Every single time we did the State of the Magic last season, the Magic were somewhere between 26th, 28th, or 30th in terms of offensive rating, right? Yeah. Where do you think the Magic fared in terms of offensive rating in preseason scored over 100 in every game but one i think um correct i'd say i'm gonna i might i might beat you on how high this is but maybe not i'm gonna say ninth oh my gosh luke sylvia what has gotten into you are you crazy 22nd bro (laughs) 22nd which to me you know makes sense we're missing like the guy who is just gonna be the engine that really pushes this offense in Markel Fultz. Paolo Bancaro is still, you know, figuring things out. We were missing Franz in a couple of these games. And then, you know, especially like in the, the Cleveland game in the first couple of preseason games, we didn't see the starters like, you know, half of the third quarter and then into the fourth quarter. So it's you can't really totally go off of that sample size. And the same thing might be true for the defensive rating. I will concede that. But Paolo is just going to get better. More Franz, the more that this team just goes through Franz, goes through Paolo, Wendell, Markel Fultz when he comes back in this offense, 
like I don't think we're going to be looking at this team in terms of like a bottom 10 offensive rating. If this team finishes middle of the pack offensive rating and can finish to me, they should be top 10 defensive rating in the league. Let's let's jump ahead to our regular season preview here in our predictions, because if you're a top 10 team in, in defensive rating, you're middle of the pack offense. That usually is is your ticket to being a postseason team, Luke. Let's talk about it. Has the preseason changed your expectations at all for the regular season? And like, let's get our final predictions here for the regular season. I'm sticking to my guns. 36 wins. And uh, just outside the plan. But there's a lot of caveats, man. I, I'm I'm just going to bank on a couple stents this season where the Magic are a little bit injured um, and trying to figure out what they're going to do as far as like, do we continue to be competitive? All those sorts of things. I'm going to say 36 wins. I am encouraged by the fact that Jalen Suggs is coming back to start the opening night, not start, but who knows, but might um, against Detroit. That tells me like this front office is serious about winning games this year. They're like, La- true. yeah, true. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. So like they last year was developmental, like I talked about, but this year it's development and last building year's Jalen's gone for two months. Yeah. Development and building a winning culture. Um, so uh, yes, 36 wins right outside the plan. What about you? Oh, boy. I'm going balls out. Oh, I'm going balls oh, out. Boy. I'm going, I'm going, I'm, I'm, and I'm struggling here. And it, it, it seems silly. I'm struggling between 39 and 40. I'm going to say 39. I'm, you know, I'm just going to say 40. I'm going to say 40 and they make the play in. I'm going to say 40 and they're the 10th team in the East. They make the play in. Okay. Balls T- out. 10th. At that point, I have no idea. We'll have to have a different conversation once they get into the play in. Can I? Because if they go on like a crazy run, like 18, 19 like win a bunch of games at the end of the year and like sneak in, then we're, we might be talking something special, but yeah, I'm going to say 40 wins 10th team in the East. I'm going to play, play something out for you here. Hypothetically. Okay. Is it going to make me sad? Cause I'm in a good mood. I no, like, I would rather, I'd rather hold off on no, this. If it's going to upset. It is, me. it is some crazy narrative things that could happen. And this is why we love the NBA and drama magic agenda, and, magic agenda narrative. So I'm, I'm for that. It's a hypothetical. All right. So Josh okay. Eberly. Uh, I believe is how you pronounce his last name um, on Twitter. Got a decent following. Big NBA Twitter guy, yeah. Uh, does you know all these things? He he contributes a lot of places. NBA Canada, Sporting News, Fan Sided, Hoop Mag, that sort of thing. Right? He put He's legit. A, he put out a tweet of his Eastern Conference predictions and had the Magic tenth. Had the Magic beating out the Knicks, who would be the eleventh spot. The Wizards twelve, Pacers thirteen, Pistons fourteen, Hornets fifteen. Okay. It's not ridiculous to say that. It's not ridiculous. It's not ridiculous to say that. No, no, no. So, but my point is, first round, because play-in, right, is like seven plays eight, nine plays ten type of thing. In his standings, the Magic would go to Chicago and play Vucevic for the first play-in game. And if the Magic win, if the Magic win... You're throwing the Bulls into the lottery. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and we have the top four protected pick, which is why we obviously love that. The Magic, if the Magic were to beat the Bulls, Jonathan, they would play the winners of the 7-8 matchup, which is the Heat or the Raptors. Oh, my. (laughs) Could you? um, I'm standing up. Could you imagine? 
Could you imagine? You knock out the Bulls. Mm-hmm. You got their pick. Yeah. Screw you, Chicago. <laughs> and then going to either Toronto or Miami and sending those jokers home. Oh, my now, goodness. I, Y'all would never hear I, the end of me. I have a question, Jonathan. If in this this hypothetical crazy world, let's say the Magic win and the uh, the Heat win. This is going to be so sad to listen back to this in six months. When <laughs> Damn. The Magic win. The Heat win. The Magic go to Miami. Are you are, – are we – putting together a bus and we're going to we're taking a bus we might have to we might have to charter a jet all the folks (laughs) that are going to want to come with us at that point we yes oh we we will we will guarantee you this right now if the magic are playing in miami for a play-in game we are loading up at least one bus if it can be multiple buses it will be multiple buses you get your butts on the bus and we will we will uh, you guys will have to pay your fair share (laughs) bailey it's hide to hard money ain't it (laughs) We ain't hiding money. We don't got it like that, okay? <laughs> y'all need an autographed Shaq jersey. We got you. This economy, we ain't busting all of y'all to Miami. But y'all are pay, y'all pay your fair way there, your, yeah, your fair yeah, share yeah. there. But if we play in Miami, we will put together transportation to get folks to Miami for that game. Absolutely. Promise. Anyway, thank you, Josh, for your hypothetical here, giving us one of my favorite parts of the episode here at the tail end. If you guys are still listening to the episode, you know, we appreciate it, and uh, I'm, I would really love for that to happen. Let's talk about the week ahead, Luke. So if you're new to the show, we do this every single week in the regular season uh, on our Monday episode. Now, Thursday, we'll just kind of talk about, hey, how your predictions go on, blah, blah, blah. Luke, I think we need to stick. Should we stick to our predictions, or should we reevaluate them on, on Wednesdays? Like our weekly predictions? Our weekly predictions. Let's let it ride, but we update. You know what I mean? Like, right. where are we at? I think we need a running tally, Jonathan. Let's do it. We'll try to do that. Let's. You do know it. what? I'm, 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 I'm making an audible here. Producer Kevin is going to tally this for us all year. <laughs> He's going to keep track of our predictions. And Kevin doesn't right do enough. Wrong. So Kevin <laughs> tally. <laughs> yeah, that dude is so lazy. Doesn't do anything. Never, co- never wants to come on the show. Uh-huh. No, Kevin, we love you. Kevin is listening right now. Kevin might we might see Kevin log off of our little recording thing here in a minute here. <laughs> Kevin, we love you. But yeah, we, we're gonna do our we look ahead, you know, the week ahead. This is Mag- so Kevin's favorite Detroit, part too. So maybe he will want to do this. This is Kevin's favorite part. So the week ahead at Detroit on Wednesday. Again, we're gonna be at Elixir 9 West Washington Street for the watch party with Michelob Ultra and the Orlando Magic. Come out, shameless plug. This is man, this is a crazy week for your boy. I'm 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 <laughs> honestly afraid of the lack of sleep that I'm gonna be getting. Then on Friday, I'm flying to Atlanta. Producer Kevin is driving over from Savannah to Atlanta. We're watching the Orlando Magic take on the Atlanta Hawks in Atlanta on Friday. Then I'm getting on a plane. The Magic are getting on a plane. We're flying back. I'm flying back to Tampa. My wife's picking me up in Tampa, and then we're driving to Orlando for the home opener. Then I got to come back that night. Got to go to to church the next morning. We got birthday parties. I'm not going to get any sleep before we record this podcast episode. I'm not looking forward to that part of this weekend. But at Detroit, at Atlanta, second night of a back-to-back at home versus Boston, who, by the way, like we said earlier, this will be their second night of a back-to-back. They'll be in Miami the night before. Mm. Luke, what's your prediction for this week? I am going... I'm going 2-1. Let's go! That's what I'm talking about. It's a winning week. I... 
I'm going to say it because I have the blind optimism right now of it being the opening week. The Magic are taking it to the Celtics on the home opening night. I don't Let's care. Let's go, baby. Let's I don't go. Care. Let's I don't, go. I don't care. So I like that. I, I this say spicy, I, spicy Luke right now. I say you win that one. And then I say you also win against the Hawks in Atlanta. And I think you drop opening night. What? No. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. Hey, it's no, no. two and one is two and one. How do you get there? I don't True. care, but get there. I would love to see. Obviously, you've got the battle of the number one picks, which is why Detroit and Orlando are really playing opening night. Let's be honest. Uh, Cade versus Paolo type of thing. Um, so that'll be an exciting game. As of now, Detroit favored by three and a half. They got a lot of excitement there with Cade and all of those guys. As long as Sadiq Bay, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like chills. Sadiq, you can uh you you Not cannot you won't, you won't be dropping fifty fifty one um by any means. So, you know, it's uh let, let's let's do that. Let's go two and one. And that's what we're All gonna right. say for on the week. I'm gonna say two and one, but I think we go win loss win. I, I just to start three and zero would be crazy. I, I feel bad for saying we're gonna go to Atlanta and you know maybe they'll they'll lose that game, but yeah, I'm. Gonna, I was. I was gonna say two and one, and I. I just thought they were gonna, like they'll split like the Atlanta Boston series. But now you got me freaking hyped up. Look what you did. Mm. So I'm gonna say you beat Detroit opening night. Maybe they lose to Atlanta because you can't win them all. You can't win them all. I feel very confident about our ch- our chances in all three of these games. Um, but yeah, I think you you pick up. You're gonna have the home crowd. You're gonna have the energy there. Paolo's debut. The energy is is really gonna be something to behold there. The best game I've ever been in that building for was Toronto 2019 Game 3. Um, I think this is going to be a clear second, in my opinion. I think it, it's really going to be a special night to be at Amway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go I'm gonna go 2-1. and one. You beat Detroit, you lose in Atlanta, and then you win the home opener against Boston. How are we feeling about that? Yeah, I like it. Hey, on like these that. scoring systems, Jonathan, we're going long here, but like the people who are listening are going to listen. The people who dropped off, they dropped off. So let's just talk here, candidly. As far as tracking here, for for record's sake, do we want to do the whole like you you get like a we do a point system here? You got a point for like the the what you cr- predict correctly, and you get an extra one if like you're specifically getting them right. You know what I mean? Because like I laid out, I think our two wins are against X team, and then you did the same thing. Or is that too in depth? Are we putting too much know. on producer? Now my brain, you're making my brain hurt. I wasn't thinking this much about it. We'll talk to Kevin after this because, like I said, we just assigned him to this duty. So we'll we'll see what Kevin thinks about it because Kev. Kevin will probably want to get in on this. Kevin will probably it'll be like a the three of us. We'll see. We'll have maybe we'll put some kind of wager in. Yeah, you know, but together. Kevin's like, got to send his year, picks in the chat prediction in the chat before. Yeah, he doesn't get to hear ours. No, and that, that's going to be difficult. We'll have to do ours, and then in real time, he does his as well. Yeah, we'll have to figure that out. We don't want any funny business happening behind the we'll scenes with, with Kevin Tucker. Yeah, I'm not questioning. I'm not questioning the man's. You it know, more. Like but... He is. He is a guy of the highest character. Okay, but sometimes I don't trust him. <laughs> so we don't want any funny business going on. You know, Kevin sometimes likes to throw us under the bus when it's not necessary. Oh, all right. Mm. We love Kevin, but you know, Ke- you know, Kevin. Kevin does some Kevin things sometimes, mm. but we love you, Kev. Mm. All right. I think that's going to do it for us. We got a, a couple of things I want to cover again before we sign off here, but I, I think that's mostly going to do it for us. Yeah, Luke. rattle it off for me. All right. The season opener coming up on Wednesday. We're playing those Detroit Pistons October 19th at 630. We'll be at Elixir downtown Orlando. That's at 9 West Washington Street 
downtown Orlando. The Orlando Magic are putting together a bunch of stuff. They're partnering with us in Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra is going to have $4.16 ounce Michelob Ultra drink specials. Orlando Magic legend Bo Outlaw will be there. Come hang out with us. They're giving away an autographed basketball. They're giving away tickets to opening night against the Celtics, the home opener. They're also doing magic trivia between quarter breaks. So again, Elixir, 6.30 on Wednesday, 9 West Washington Street, downtown Orlando, the home opener. Luke and I will be at Harry Buffalo. He's probably going to be there a little bit earlier than I am, but he's going to try to be there from like 6 to 6.35, somewhere around there, and then we'll walk over and enjoy the home opener for the Orlando Magic. And then... Let me grab it one more time for those folks that are watching on YouTube. This beautiful Shaquille O'Neal autographed Orlando Magic jersey. We are giving this away to one lucky viewer on our YouTube. To enter, you need to comment on this video. We want to know your predictions for the regular season for the Orlando Magic. What their record is going to be. Where they finish. Do they make the play-in? Do they make the playoffs? What's going on? Like and subscribe to the channel to be entered. We're going to let this run for a few days here. Probably we'll we'll announce the winner. Um, we'll announce the winner Thursday. I'll say after our next episode comes out. I don't want to do the thing where we like announce it on the episode. If somebody doesn't want you know their stuff out there that they won and have people, hey, I'll give you 150 <laughs> bucks right now for that jersey. I really really need it. I don't want to get into that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll announce the winner on Thursday uh, after our Thursday episode um, is released. Actually, you know what? I'm feeling kind of greedy. Okay. We want you guys to come back to the show. We're going to announce the winner on Wednesday's episode, on the, the episode that we record on Wednesday. That'll be out Thursday. So listen to our Thursday episode to find out whether or not you won this autographed Shaquille O'Neal jersey. Yeah, and then you'll reach out to us, obviously. We'll, we'll have you hit us up through the uh, old email, or we'll figure that out. We'll have more details in regards to that on Thursday's episode. But that is going to do it for this episode. Here comes the regular season. It's going to be a great year for the Magic. We feel really, really good about this. Really, really excited for the team, for the show, for the fans, for the city, for everybody. Let's freaking go, Magic. For Luke Sylvia, this has been Jonathan Osborne. You guys are listening to The Six Man Show, and we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Sixth Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps out the show a lot. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Six Man Show. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.